Howdy out there. Welcome on into the cargo bay. Uh, I just wanted to say up top that this is an old lost episode. It is the Star Wars Episode 9 Rise of Skywalker, a conversation we had many months ago, um, and it has never been released. So here it is now. Um, at least one of you have asked for it, so shout out to John, and uh, good luck in there. Welcome to the Cargo Bay, a Star Wars conversation podcast being broadcast to you from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I am Brady C. here with my co-host, as always, Adam B. And hey, wherever you are out there listening to us, thank you so much for checking out the Cargo Bay pod, or potentially being a long-time listener of the Cargo Bay pod, because we've been at it for a little while now, BC. We have, and as a matter of fact... We're coming to the end of a journey today. A journey of the Star Wars cinematic universe from the Skywalker saga to the extended Star Wars stories. Today, we have arrived at Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, thus concluding our adventure through the That's Star right. Wars cinematic universe. We did it. We made it. I'm proud of us, VC. Uh, and we, of course, we did all this kind of as a warm-up uh, to... The Obi-Wan Kenobi show coming out, uh, because we wanted to be used to doing a podcast by the point of that releasing, and uh, we're pretty much there, BC. We're basically the best freaking podcasters on the internet now, so <laughs> Kenobi's going to be basically a walk in the park for us when we get there. Um, but yes, uh, as you and I are both very much looking forward to the Kenobi series, as of the time of recording this episode... We're a week away from two episodes of Kenobi. Uh, we will be recording our reactions uh, day of and getting those out to you as soon as possible. So if you are listening and you've liked what you've heard so far, stay tuned because we've got more great Star Wars stuff coming for you. Um, these next few weeks we will be covering Kenobi as it releases and I just realized, thanks to a Vanity Fair article, that uh, Andor is releasing closer to, I guess, the end of the summer, so we should be looking oh, for wow. that here in a, in a few months, too. Yeah. I didn't realize that. So we're just going to roll from one thing into the other, pretty much. I, I think we'll have a little downtime where we can, uh, you know, do some of our, uh, you know, basically our radio dramas of one more season. Uh, we'll be one recording. more season about Owen and Baru, um, yep, yep. and the the hardship of their lives. Yeah, I think Eugene O'Neill Long Day's Journey into Night meets Star Wars. It's uh -huh. it's the mashup no one's been asking for, but everybody has needed. And don't forget, uh, by the lake on Naboo. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. Our, our extended drama of uh, Anakin and Padme's time hanging out at the lake. It's got action, it's got romance, and it might even have a little bit of Emperor Palpatine. That's right. That's uh, right. So if you would like to audition for any of these, uh, you know, just send us send us a, a recording over to the Cargo Bay Pod at protonmail.com. Hey, I love that plug for our email, and let's go ahead and plug some socials too. Uh, so if you have been following us on the pod, you know where you can find us on on Spotify, on Apple. Podbean, but you can also find us on uh, Twitter, 
you can find us on Instagram at the Cargo Bay Pod and Hey, we've got that sweet, sweet domain on YouTube now, baby. We are youtube.com slash thecargobaypod for all of our content. So be sure to give us a like, a subscription, a review, five stars. Just basically tell us how much you like us. And even if you're concealing how much you really don't like us, lie to us. Tell us anyway. We really appreciate that. We're Um, okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. Grateful it's for it, as a matter of fact. Very grateful indeed. So begging uh, you for it. <laughs> listen, we're not above begging. We're a we're a startup podcast, and we're we're traveling on a ship. I, I mean, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So it's lucky we're getting these transmissions to you at all. It's um, not easy. We, it's not easy, and we certainly do appreciate you checking us out. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, any other programming notes apart from a general spoiler warning? We're spoiling Star Wars here today. Um, or are you ready to, to get into some conversation on The Rise of Skywalker? I think we better get right into it, BC, because we've been having some deep space interference on this transmission. So let's let's roll into this thing, see if we can get it uh, completed. Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. So we are going to start, as we always do, by taking a stroll down memory lane to a, a world that was, you know, a little less sanitary... We probably washed our hands a little bit less. We were probably coughing wherever we wanted to. We're in December of 2019. Shortly, big... before, shortly before things went really sideways. I, I used to, you know, cough into curtains. That was my, my go-to, which I guess is actually good for the preventing the spread of disease. <laughs> I thought my habit of Take a nice cough... window <laughs> curtain and cough into it. See, I mistakenly thought that coughing on a doorknob killed the germs quicker. <laughs> which because they drown in the saliva. Yeah, which apparently I was not supposed to do. So, um, yeah, but in, in 2019, you couldn't have told me otherwise. Uh, now things have changed a little bit. So let's just go back in our mind's eye to 2019. What do you remember about, about seeing Rise of Skywalker in December 2019? BC, I went in with the lowest of low expectations. Um, there was a lot of, you know, stuff coming out about... Well, well I think the main thing was JJ was rehired, um, which seemed like kind of a weird thing. So I was like, uh-oh. That seems like they don't know what they're up to. And then we got a little bit of Palpatine's voice in a trailer, and I love Palpatine to death. Was very excited about seeing Palpatine, but also assumed that meant they had no new ideas. Um, there were rumors about time travel. Uh, so I thought it was going to be a huge mess, and I was really excited about seeing that mess. I think your mindset of going in with low expectations was wise. So I think I did the opposite. I think I had my hopes, if not elevated, I had hopes not unlike right. the rebellion or the resistance going into this movie and i remember seeing this and having a lot of those hopes kind of dashed and we'll talk about a lot of uh, what some of the hope dashing that occurred uh, in this movie was but i went and saw this i don't think i saw it on opening night because uh my significant other night we were traveling for christmas holidays so we had to like um we got tickets for her family lives sort of in the suburbs of Atlanta, so we got tickets for a theater sort of close to there. 
Um, we got them early, but it wasn't like opening day, so I was like, I'm on radio silence, I'm avoiding my friends, I'm avoiding the internet, I don't want things spoiled, so like, it was a, it was like probably a day or two after release. Uh, went in, and um, I walked out and was kind of confounded. That was that was my experience in December of 2019, and actually, thinking, because I was thinking about this, because once we got to March 2020, we stopped going to movies. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, because I went back and I saw this again, so I saw it twice in theaters. I'm pretty sure the second time I saw it in theaters was the last time that I had been to a movie theater before everything shut down. So my last theater experience before the world turned off was Rise of Skywalker viewing for the second time. Nice. Mine yeah. was mine was Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> nice. and then my first movie back was Sonic the Hedgehog too. So that's that's a beautiful bookend um, when the scholars write your biography. I think that's going to be a nice little little something for them to add. I held off on seeing Batman uh, because I wanted to have that. I love that. I love the symmetry of that. Well done. Well done, you. <laughs> but I I came out of the theater just elated um i had a great time watching this movie uh i the thing i remember most about being in the theater was the man next to me just being enraptured by this movie like really having emotional moments with it and then some people behind him just making fun of the movie and laughing the whole time and i was just wanted to throttle like throttle just let 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 the people enjoy the film I'm I'm generally annoyed by people reacting at all to a movie, <laughs> just just audibly yeah, in yeah. a theater. Um, I'm like you're kind of asking for it going opening night to a Star Wars, you know? True. I, true. I expect some claps and some. Wah. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, yes, not. I, I guess I phrased that wrong. Reactions are fine. I think pointed conversation of any yeah. kind <laughs> is something that I loathe entirely. Um, so that, uh, that's, that's not an experience I love. A genuine audience reaction, obviously, I'm a big fan of, but, uh, people who are having side conversations in the middle of the movie makes me want to do, you know, pop their heads off. (laughs) Um... Unless they're listeners of the podcast. Unless it's you and you talk during movies, in which case, we love you, like and subscribe. Uh, Um, no, actually, I have a bone to pick with you. I'm sorry. Please just enjoy the movie. Save the com. Go get a drink after and talk about it. We don't need conversation during it. Here's another thing: applauding at the end of a movie. I don't get oh, it. I don't get not, it. I'm not a fan of that. No, uh, but then again, this is a thing though, BC. When I hear applause out here in Hollywood after a movie, sometimes I'm like, you know what? There may be people who worked on the movie in here, and I have been in True. theaters several times where people applaud at like weird credits here and there, you know, yeah. because it's like, oh, that's my friend who's way down here in the credits somewhere. Visual effects artist number six hundred and ninety-two who did shot number seven thousand one hundred and six. Yeah. No, yeah. that, that totally makes sense. Uh, we get less of the filmmakers out here. Where <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess applause in that in that instance does make sense. But when you're in the middle of America and people are applauding at the end of like Spider Man, I'm like, they can't hear you. They can't hear you. You're, you're clapping at a screen. Um, yeah, I I mean I feel the exact same way. I truly hate it, but I also feel like maybe that's a darker part of myself that has that reaction. It is a, <laughs> it is it is truly a darker part of myself. And 
and in the spirit of that, we need to you know bring bring some of the light back in. So we'll we'll stay away from you movie theater applauders for now, and uh, let's go to our critics' response from December of 2019. We've got Captain Hoity Toity Fancy Man himself, A.O. Scott. I'm taking the piss out of A.O. Scott. Uh, I think he's probably a fantastic film reviewer. But it's just funny when someone who's like a a genuine critic of cinema and film is like, I got to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> uh, and so uh, let's just jump into what the paper of record, the New York Times, had to say. This coming from A.O. Scott. Not that anybody has asked, but if I had to come up with a definitive ranking of all the Star Wars episodes... Leaving out sidebars like the animated Clone Wars, the young Han Solo movie, and the latest Mandalorian Baby Yoda memes, the result could only be a nine-way tie for fourth place. You Wait. know I'm right. Yeah. Is his math right there? I No, I don't think so, because if he's talking about a nine-way tie for fourth for place... For fourth? What's in... There are only nine movies, so... Because he said he's excluding young Solo, yeah. animated Clone Wars... So maybe he has misspoken and is, in fact, including Solo and Rogue One, because yeah. that does get us to 11 films. Yeah. So we'll... Anyway, he's got a nine-way tie for fourth place somehow. Yep, he's got a nine-way tie for fourth place. He goes on to say, You know I'm right. Even if you insist on making a case for The Empire Strikes Back or The Last Jedi, to name the two installments that are usually cited as the best individual movies, please do not insist. At least since The Return of Jedi, the point of each chapter has been consolidation rather than distinction. For a single film to risk being too interesting would be to imperil the long-term strategy of cultivating a multi-generational, multinational fandom. The Rise of Skywalker Episode Nine, in case you've lost count, is one of the best. Also, one of the worst. Perfectly middling. It all amounts to the same thing. A.O. Well, Scott. I do agree with his last statement there. I think <laughs> it is, it's one of the best and one of the worst. Uh, that's, how I, that's how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, look, I get it. Star Wars is more Star Wars than original ideas always. Uh, yes. But this is a really aggressive way to, to put that and not really a constructive way just like a weird weird i don't know weird way to phrase all this what do you think bc i think i'd rather read a roger ebert review any day of the week is my yeah. general thought uh so again we're, we're this is like a season finale almost as we're wrapping up the entire star wars cinematic universe to date so I would say, you know, looking back on our critics' responses, I would go, I would go to your, to your Roger Eberts, Janet Maslin, to your Janet Maslins for reviews as people who, like, have a, a an enthusiasm for Star Wars and are still able to to have a critical eye, but the the perspective that they're able to put the movies in, I think for me is aged the best when I read some of these reviews. Uh, yeah. I think A.O. Scott maybe was mentored by Vincent Canby, possibly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know how close of friends they were. Um, but if you're interested in a, a a much more critical view of Star Wars in the history of cinema, maybe check them out because they're going to give you some some hard Star Wars truths as it sits in the wider world of, I guess, the art of cinema. I would say. 
PC, we gotta move on from this, but I'm just remembering, A.O. Scott said episode three is better than Star Wars. So, is his nine-way tie for first everything below episode three? So, let's let's give his rankings, because we'll do ours later. So, I think he's going Empire, I think he's going Last Jedi, I think he's going Rise of Sky, no, Revenge of the Sith, and then every other movie is tied after that. So, those are his three top movies. Okay. Okay, I'm good. assuming glad, glad we got that because he <laughs> because he did say that it is better than Star Wars. I'd, I love I love Episode Three to death. Um, I I I liked his review of Episode Three, but I'm just confused. I'm confused after that, Mister Scott. Um, you, you know, people people have opinions, and we're two of them. We're so about that, to have some. We yeah. are we are about to have some. Uh, so as we always do. And for the last time on a Star Wars movie, for now, because there will be more in the future. Uh, Definitely many more. (laughs) Definitely many more to come, possibly, if you believe the Vanity Fair article that just came out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Possibly there's more movies, but the the Rebellion will be televised uh, on Disney+, Plus. so stay tuned to that. Uh, we are going to balance the force. We are going to do our best to talk equal sides, light and dark, regarding all things Rise of Skywalker. And I will say, I'm, I know you, you have that that light side view. I'm, I'm gonna need you, man. I'm gonna need your help on this one because we do my best to balance you. Because I got some dark side thoughts, but before we jump into it, I want to hear something light side. Give me, hit me with some some Rise of Skywalker positivity. Okay, I'll get. I'll from the beginning. I think we get the tone of what makes this uh, a fun movie for me, which is you know Kylo, the Kylo opening. Uh, it all feels like an EU novel to me. It feels like they took an expanded universe Star Wars novel, didn't note it at all, like did, didn't <laughs> didn't tell them to fix it at all, and that's the movie we got. Um, so I love all the weird, like, Sith-leaning stuff. Um, uh, like, it kind of feels like this mix of, like, uh, Lord of the Rings fan fiction smashed together with Star Wars or something. Like, it, it it's a very strange kind of different thing. But, it, yeah, it feels like an old, like, Star Wars comic from the 90s to me. Um, so, and I like that. Knowing that it was going to be a disaster, uh, having Kylo go into a Sith temple at the opening of this movie, I was like, oh, here we are. We're in Mysteries of the Sith, the video game right now. I felt completely, and I love that you love that. I felt completely unmoored by this beginning, and I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, And from the opening crawl, too, where it's like, the what is it the dead speak or something like that yeah 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 i'm like what uh the dead speak palpatine has returned i was like okay the crawl <laughs> threw me off from the beginning i was like well i guess we're just there jumping. was an announcement in Fortnite that yeah. the emperor would be returning the most i uh, the weirdest statement i've ever heard in my life um Fortnite, the video game announced the return of palpatine what <laughs> Okay, okay, cool. Uh, so that was again a, a little unmooring for me, and I I took this I, I wrote this down um, as part of my dark side, and I think it speaks to the, the you said there there were no notes. 
And part of my my quibbles with this is the plot feels like. Do you know when you were in college, um, or in high school, or whatever your level of education is, dear listener, and you were supposed to turn in a project, and you didn't do it until three a.m. the night before. And somehow you're like, I've got to put together a 10-page research paper that's completely unresearched. And you just keep typing and typing and typing, and the next day you turn it in. That's kind of how this movie feels to me when I watch it. I'm just like, huh, yeah. I feel like there was there was a real hard deadline, and no one took a, a time to be like, I have some thoughts about these particular things. They're like, no notes. Shoot the movie. Um, and so the... <laughs> The beginning yeah, and this has paper that, you're writing also has to be a follow up to two other papers. You've and written. It, it has to connect <laughs> to two other papers, and it ninety percent of your grade is weighing on this one. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like this needs to be good. Uh, and for me, the the pace of the beginning, I'm like just being like literally light speed skipped around. From place yeah. to place, being on this on Exegol, I'm like, what is this? Palpatine is a weird zombie. I'm like, there's some <laughs> weird stuff happening here. Palpatine's and, face is a, a light side for me. Just like oh. how weird he looks is a he looks like he's out of an anime. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I love that they just lean into it. They're like, yeah, snap some of his fingers off. <laughs> They're like, whatever, it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's it, it it all just feels like the very beginning of this movie being, like, I just felt like I was being, I mean, li- the light speed skipping really is, like, how I see it. I'm like, I'm being, I'm yeah. like a rock on a pond being bounced across like a creek, you know? I'm like, okay, uh, all of this information, I just feel like, you've got to accept it. I'm like, I'm on this weird ride now that has no context for me in the beginning. So, for you, that's like... That's light side. You love kind of the wild ride of that. For me, I was like, I'm so confused because I love the I love a good like set piece intro where they give us that like 20, 30 minute short film at the beginning of a Star Wars movie. This yeah, was like, yeah. we're gonna zip you across the universe multiple times, back and forth. I I will admit, leading up to this movie, I told people I hoped it was going to be bad because I wanted it to be bad rather than boring. Like, I wanted it to get wild and crazy. And I don't think that's fair. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's me being a good Star Wars fan. Um, but, yeah, so I, I hate things like lights, light speed skipping. I hate these weird kind of things that make the universe feel smaller. So I must have been in a weird headspace to be okay with that. Um, uh, quick light, light side before I forget it. I like the, the Wayfinder. Is for whatever reason, my brain immediately accepted it as like, oh, you go into this weird like nebula, and there's only like certain paths you can plot your hyperspace route out of. So basically, you have to follow the wayfinder to get your ship pointed in the right direction, like to align yourself. I don't know. I like I liked that as a tech more than I like light speed skipping or you know this this weird like you mentioned uh, earlier before the record bc that this movie takes place in about 8 hours <laughs> like the whole thing is so... i mean they're like we've got a day to save the galaxy go everywhere yeah and at a certain point they do specifically mention an 8 hour window which i'm like mm-hmm. why why do you need to do that why do you need to do that um they're like i don't know cuz i had to write the paper at midnight um and so yeah it's i i 
and I think the tech of the Wayfinder, I don't like, is fine. It's and it's a it's clearly the MacGuffin of the movie, right? Where it's like mm-hmm. it's a plot device that specifically gives us an impetus to go to go here and do this and go here and we, do that. We get a MacGuffin that leads to the MacGuffin, which is the yes. dagger. <laughs> yes, this yeah. this is the point that I want to make about it because it's. There's a thousand MacGuffins, or there's a th- and like, a Deus Ex. It isn't even a, a MacGuffin because you don't chase it. It's just here's your coin that will let you into yes. any Imperial ship. Okay, I have to, I have to get into this. This right. this this does feel dark side to me. Wayfinder technology, light side, perfect. But but the fact that we start stringing all of these things together because we have to do the movie, like the plot of the movie, within 24 hours. So it's like. Oh, how are we going to solve this? I got it. A coin. I got it. <laughs> a dagger. Like you go from you go from the wayfinders, you go from the blade where you have to be standing in the exact right location for that to line up, right? Like uh, I guess, yeah, I don't. And I mean also the death star exploded into dust. Yeah, in return of the jedi into dust. So, I well, mean, no, it didn't because in Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> it's just sitting there on a, in the indoor system. I will say, I like, I like, I think it looks cool, and I like Ray climbing around inside of it. But yeah, that thing should not be there. No, it blew up. Uh, also, I mean, I think it's just JJ's like, how much like destruction stuff can I set my Star Wars movies in? Yeah. Like, let's just take stuff from. He's like, well, I can use the Death Star. That'd be cool. Um, with, with disregard for the fact that it. Lutus. Blew up into dust. Blew to smithereens. And would have burned in on re-entry as well. Anyway. It's it's largely still intact, <laughs> from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah. a, a massive piece of it um, is still intact. But to go back to the, the convenience of some of these things. Wayfinders, okay. I can accept a wayfinder. The blade, where if you stand in the exact spot and you're looking at it from, I don't know, 10,000 yards away and you hold it up, it's perfect. You know exactly where to go. Cool, fine, I can accept that. All right, now we get into Zori's get-out-of-jail-free coin. All right, now we get into the fact that one of the Wayfinders has been crushed, but don't worry, Dio's got everything loaded in his head because he was with the bounty hunter who had the dagger. And at a certain uh, point, it was like, this, you have to stop. You have to stop th- this. Like, this uh, is this is all over Star Wars, right? Like, Rogue One is thick with oh, this kind of the, stuff. The, the end um, of it is, is very reminiscent of how, like, it works... I, this I, is too. It, this is too much. It's too much, and it makes less sense to me. This feels like the the what, the way you're feeling right now, BC, is the way I felt every time in the Last Jedi. They were like, they're only tracking us from the lead ship, and they're right, only. Right, right. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't yeah. even put that line in the movie. Then just cut it out. Like, I don't know. But we don't coin, need to know that. Yeah, the the <laughs> that coin, coin was ridiculous. I was like, me, yeah. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I've got this. Get out of jail free card. But you're gonna need it. Here you go. It's like, <laughs> Here you go. It's like as soon as she mentioned, it's like, oh well, that's gonna. They're gonna get that and use it, and <laughs> and they use it immediately. It's like, okay, here we go. Well, they've only got eight hours, man, so they gotta use it quickly. <laughs> um, the timeline is is all over the place, but yeah, I I think I I wrote that I I get that a lot of Star Wars does not stand to reason, right? If if we put too much pressure on tracking the lead ship. Or light speed skipping, or holdo maneuvers, or any of that sort of stuff. We can just go. What? What are we even talking about? It's science fiction, yeah. right? But what Rise of Skywalker stretches a lot of my suspension of disbelief because of the convenience 
of all of these things, one right after the other. Whereas Rogue One, I feel like most of the, the most of the convenience happens at the end of the movie, where it's like we're throwing hail mary after hail mary to beam these Death Star plans, right? Yeah. This feels like throughout the movie, we are going to make sure that everything works out for our heroes so they can get where hey, they need to go. Don't blame the writing. Blame the will of the Force. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I can blame the writing, though. I feel like I can blame the writing, actually. Absolutely. Oh, let me shake it off. Let me shake it off. That's uh, that's one that's one of my dark side punches that I had to take. Um, I want to talk light side for a second because I I do want to do my best to be positive about all Star Wars in general because we love it and you know of all things that we love sometimes they can be the things that hurt us the most or the things that we that's love. True. Um, but something that I genuinely love in this is Adam Driver's performance. I think he yeah. is fantastic. I think he comes out not unlike Ewan McGregor yeah. in, in a set of really bad movies. I think he and Daisy Ridley largely come out unscathed. Really bad movies, which we love, by the way. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like uh, we're Star Wars fans. Like, and it's 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 been fun going through all of these movies and being like, for his. Weird and bad as the original trilogy, or as the prequel trilogy is, I love those movies and I will watch them any day of the week gladly. Someone's like, let's yeah. put on Attack of the Clones and be like, dope, let's do it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's light it up. So there's been a genuine affection over time for movies that are bad. Um, but I think Adam Driver's performance, you know, kind of how we were talking about Ewan McGregor when, when we were talking about the prequel trilogy, he, he does an amazing job in all these movies that have quality that just bounces around he remains very consistent as does daisy ridley as do a lot of the performers actually i think yeah. in this movie but his his performance kind of stands out to me throughout these he has less like uh, you know i think really who gets it the worst is is oscar isaac as far as like again has to deliver weird lines you know um somehow yes. palpatine returned all, all of that stuff's so rough. Yeah. All of the, all of the meetings, the battle plan meetings are, are bad. Uh, uh, Sith magic, dark science, cloning. <laughs> pick one. Pick whichever I, one you I want. I saw a Twitter, a <laughs> pick whichever on Twitter one you the other day that was literally like a post of someone being very angry of like, how could you ever say this doesn't make sense? They clearly explain it in this line: cloning, Sith magic. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we we get that it was explained. It's just, it's bad. It's not, it's not good I mean, storytelling. We get that they said four or five words about it and then went into <laughs> no more detail. Um, yeah, that's fine. But it, it speaks to that like unresearched research paper where they're like, uh, can you back up that statement with a research fact? No, I cannot. But here's a source that I copy and pasted off of Wikipedia. That I will include as my source for this. Um, so, yeah. Uh, tough tough stuff on that. It is funny that it's like, they're like, we have Oscar Isaac, who's a fantastic actor. We need someone to sell the crap out of what may be the biggest leap that we're asking the audience to take on a line. Oscar, remember, somehow, Palpatine returned. Man, this is... And we need everyone to believe it. You don't even need it. You don't even need this, whatever you're explaining, to make sense for you to fit it in better than this. The way you do it is like you put the exposition in a place where it makes sense. You have 
Leia, I guess you couldn't use Leia. We can, that's a whole uh, other yeah. bag of mess. But yeah. like you have someone telling Ray, I've sent something terrible. I don't know how, but I think like some like, and they're talking about Sith magic and the weird stuff because it makes sense. Like Obi-Wan giving Luke exposition about Darth Vader. It's not the, at the rebel base. Like Darth Vader is more machine than man I've heard. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's rough. <laughs> Yeah, it is, and it's it it. There's other rough things about it, but I'm gonna I want to find another light side in addition to Adam Driver's performance. Oh, and this is uh, maybe more balanced for me. I like the idea of force sensitive Finn. Yeah, I would have I could have used a little more of it. Yeah, I thought it would pay off at the end of the movie somehow. You know, um... and it to me it gets into the writing. The writing. Because we t- they talk about, you know, at the very beginning, they're like, Ray's our last hope. Well, you got Force-sensitive Finn over there, and it seems like there's probably Force-sensitive people all over the place, too, uh, yeah. at this moment. So maybe she's not the last hope. Maybe there's other hopes out there. Um, so I, I could have used a little more exploration of that, because it is kind of confusing where it's like, Ray, I have something to tell you, and it's that I'm Force-sensitive, but it's also unclear because Force Awakens definitely made you think that what he wants to tell her is, I'm desperately in love with you and I wish you yeah. knew. So that reading is is built into this movie that gets put aside in Last Jedi but then feels like it comes back in this one. But it's not really because it's about the Force sensitivity and not the feelings. I'm just like, unclear. That's all unclear yeah. to me. That's not clear. Yeah. I, I, would, like a, I would like a standalone film, uh, Finn film. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. But No. no i don't think so um but that would be nice so yeah uh again praising performances john boyega i think this is he's really good in force awakens but i think he's also very good in this too yeah yeah one of my light sides is just that we have the core cast all together Mm -hmm. for a big chunk of the movie and they they play well together so and i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback that too with both a light and a dark side balance is what we're all about here baby i agree seeing seeing that that core group together is great my biggest dark side and i'll get into this ties directly to this there's a moment in this movie where they're like we go together right where it's a a clear moment that we're we're gonna go together shortly Uh, after that except for you rose tico you stay here because we don't like you because the internet trolls don't like you it is the most offensive thing that I think a Star Wars movie has ever done. Yeah, it, it really, really bothers me. Yeah. It, 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 it is incredibly bothersome. And I'm, I was trying to be articulate and think about, you know, apart from just how offensive it is, why it bothers me. Um, but I, I think the thing is, is that it pulls me out of the escapism that I love about Star Wars. And it brings toxic internet culture into my galaxy that is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Where it's like, yeah. we are acknowledging, overtly acknowledging the, like, internet troll reaction that they had to this character, who I liked. I don't, you know, who I yeah. had I had no problems with. But it seemed like a, a largely racist minority on the internet really hated this character. And so the movie itself went out of its way to sideline her and make a point of sidelining her 
right after they reunited our the big three of the movie and said, we're going to do this together. We're going to do this as a team, but not you. It's, yeah. it, it dropped me out of the movie so hardcore, and it, it really did like hurt watching that because knowing what she went through as, a, as an actress, as a human, as a person, right? As a human being who probably got the greatest job that she's ever had was the day she found out she was going to be in Star Wars. And then yeah. a bunch of idiots on the internet went and ruined it and made her get off of social media because they're so terrible. And then she, she had to pay the consequences in this movie by being completely sidelined. It, it boggles my mind how bad this was. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, BC. It's it's wild. Like, I don't know who all is behind that decision. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not even... They don't even make an effort to, like, give her a role where they can just use her occasionally, you know? And she's doing something. No, it's... Leia wants me to study up on the Star Destroyer. What are you talking about? Like, this is... It is... it is It's really awful. It's really frustrating. It's, it's truly offensive. It's reactionary. It, it's... It, there's there's multiple moments in this movie where I feel like the movie itself is reacting, is acknowledging fans' reaction to Last Jedi. Now, feel however you want about Last Jedi, that's fine. But I don't need a Star Wars movie to comment directly in the movie about how they feel. The Rose no. Tico thing is one. Luke Skywalker's like, that's no way to treat a Jedi's weapon. I get that people didn't like him chucking his lightsaber, right? That's yeah. fine. And I get that Mark Hamill didn't like making The Last Jedi. But that moment to me still feels like it's not about Luke Skywalker. It's not about his character. It's about the actor. And it's about the reaction to the moment. And it doesn't feel like it is of the moment of the movie. It feels like we need to acknowledge that people didn't like this. Which is like, I don't need you to acknowledge that. Because Twitter doesn't exist in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah it should not the, exist. The internet in the has right now. has no place on this screen, and this movie kind of goes out of its way to be like, "We hear you, internet. Here you go." And yeah, it's weird because it also honors a lot of stuff that yes. was established in the Last Jedi, and those are the moments that are good. <laughs> like, like the the few moments that I feel like are more than fun that are genuinely good are things that tie back to the last Jedi. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it this all feels very similar to me as Tarkin in Rogue One, where it's like, mm. man, this is a big old piece of garbage in my tea. <laughs> like I yeah really hate that this is here because I I don't really care about you know a bad plot as much as I care about reanimating dead men and sidelining like yeah. characters that the internet was mad about. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I can forgive the plot stuff, right? Like I, I can go along for the ride, but it is the stuff that pulls me out of the escapism of star Wars that bothers me the most. I, I is, yeah. is, is what I really felt on this rewatch, which is like, cause I, I did have a pretty a rough experience of watching it for the first time and really wanting to process what it was that, that I was reacting to. And it's not the, it's, you know, as for as we, weird and wild as the plot is, which it is, like, it's wacky and it's out there and there's a meat puppet Palpatine dangling from a thing and, like, acolytes in an arena that looks like something out of, you know, the the Fellowship of the Ring. And it's just like... Or Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, I just don't know what's, what's happening with a lot of this stuff. I don't mind that stuff as much. Like, I can forgive a lot of things because it, it's Star Wars. But it is the, it is... It is the sins of the movie that's like, we need to acknowledge certain things 
about the year 2019 that fans are thinking and put it in our movie, which I don't understand because the point is to escape. I think a lot of the point is to escape reality and that we are in a different place and time and space. And it just was a, a downer for me. So that's my biggest, I think, overall kind of reaction that I had. Because what I love about Star Wars is that imaginative place where we get to go and play and, and have those things. But when they're like, you know, Twitter trolls. I'm like, get out of here. Please don't do that to yeah, a movie. Please. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my big dark side. Sorry, I had to get that out of the way. <laughs> I hope that there's justice for Rose Tico at some point, somehow. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know how that would be accomplished, but yeah, big, big dark side there, BC. Big old dork. Um, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run through a couple of uh, my dark sides just real quick. Yeah. Um, uh, a, th- a thousand planet killing weapons. <laughs> who even cares? Like, who, who cares? I don't like. Uh, it's so frustrating. Why do you need a thousand? I, especially when it only takes eight hours to go from one side of the galaxy to the other. Like that's bad use of resources. It, it's, it's all. It's six, six of one half dozen the other. You know, it's like, can we just make a bigger circle this time, or should we do a thousand? <laughs> oh, hang thousand planet killers. You know, we've done circles. Let's do. A multiple let's do, let's do big guns this time palpatine loves his fully staffed star destroyers that come i wish those star destroyers had ghost crews or something you know like i wish it were the dementors on the <laughs> this on is the a, star destroyers this is a note that i took who's on those ships yeah who's on who's on there's thousands of ships that have to be crewed by thousands of people are they all acolyte like the final order, the first order, Empire 2.0. What are we doing? What is happening? None, none of this has any makes any sense. Again, a no. poorly written research paper at two o'clock in the morning, and you just say, you know what? There's a thousand ships with a thousand people. And Don't then worry about it. Another thousand ships show up with a thousand good guys, and I, and that last that ew. last fight makes zero sense. We got more weird plot devices of like they need a radio tower. Wh- what? <laughs> what? What? It, it it makes Rogue One for all of its like A to B, A B C D E F. We've got to go through the line. I I connect those things in my mind. Yeah. They're asking me to take big leaps, but I understand them. At a certain point, they're like, no, it's going to a different ship. So the thing that we were targeting before. Is now up there, so now we've got to do a ground assault up there. I'm like, what are we doing? What yeah. is happening? I have, I have no. Again, I just, I feel like I'm untethered in space for a lot of this movie. Just like, what is happening? And the filmmakers like, we don't know and we don't care. Watch it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, that's like, what that whole mm. last battle feels like to me. Yeah. Is like, just watch it. Yeah, and it's a bummer <laughs> yeah. because that's that is often my favorite part of a Star Wars movie is yeah. the big space battle, and this one doesn't feel it doesn't feel exciting at all. It doesn't. Uh, we get and another quick dark side: Palpatine opening another window for the second time in this trilogy, the third in Star Wars, and being like, "Look at y'all, friends." <laughs> <laughs> like, Hey, uh, light side is Ian McDermott. I love. Yeah. I yeah. always get joy watching Palpatine. But yeah. really, another window. Hey, the man's got moves and he likes to use them. Um, <laughs> just ask Ray's parents. Uh, look, and here's here's another thing. 
which is the the thing that we haven't even talked about. You're a Palpatine. Who cares? Uh-huh. Who cares? Yep. Who cares? Yeah, I don't it's, care. It's I can't, frust- I, the blood bloodline thing is frustrating. I I cannot be made to one. It it lands with a one fiftieth of the impact of saying I am your father. I yep. am your grandfather. All right, you got a Werther's or anything? Like you know, like who cares? Uh, and, I, and I we've think it's already... way less. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No. You go. You go. I just hate the. I hate that it's tied to blood. Yeah, yeah it lands with one yeah. fiftieth of the impact as you are nobody. Yeah, that's a that's a better twist. It's it's an amazing <laughs> twist because you you already have the other character who's established as royal bloodline, right? And Kylo. Yeah. He's got Skywalker blood. He's got Solo blood. He is of a, a noble lineage, and this dyad in the in the Force exists in someone who, who doesn't have that. That's a really interesting thing that could be explored. But they're like, no, we've got to make her a Palpatine, which who cares? You've already said that she's nobody, and then you go in and retcon that in this movie, because it's it again. That's another reactionary thing that it feels like. Where JJ was like, no, I didn't like that about Last Jedi, so I'm gonna put Palpatine in this, and she's a Palpatine. Because I hinted that she had parents that she didn't know. And it's got to be someone famous, right? No. Last Jedi made a cool choice and said, she's not from a royal lineage. She's just a person who happens to be incredibly powerful in the Force. And they were like, no, we can't do that. She's a Palpatine. That's cooler, right? No, it's not. It's not cooler. (laughs) It doesn't work. And the the end, this is the dumbest. I I watched this. I had forgot the ending of this movie. I am all the Sith. I am all the Jedi. Are we three? Are we three <laughs> years old? Is that a did a three year old write that one? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel just... like as much terrible stuff as there. I feel like people could enjoy that. I I personally think it's silly too. I I don't have a taste for it, but I, I don't know. I feel like that's less egregious than what led us to that point. Um, oh yeah there's there's a i will lot say i like i like the dyad in the force as yeah. a device i like the idea of you know the force trying to balance itself by imbuing a ray with this incredible power um and my favorite my favorite use of the force in this in this uh is leia you know dying to force project han slash get her son stabbed <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like it a lot. I think it's it works for me. Um, I think I think it. I, I like it too. And I, I, but it it does tie into like the Carrie Fisher stuff in this feels. It's weird. Yeah. It's rough. It's it feels pretty rough. I do like that that there's a a resonance to her death and that it serves a purpose in this movie. But watching, yeah. I'm like, she's doing this so her son can get stabbed. Okay. That's a choice. It's fine. And then uh, I'm always excited to see Harrison Ford, but I'm like, what did we did he need to be here? Did that need to happen? It, it just I, it, I I do think I don't know how you redeem even for a moment Kylo Ren without yeah. something like this though. Like I it's such I a feel big like it justifies his turn better than most things are justified in this movie. Uh and it does for some reason it gets to me like it does get to me every time I watch this I'm a little emotional. Um, True, yeah. And it really hit me on a first watch, you know, with Leia dying and in, in an effort to turn her son. <laughs> like, yes, uh, I thought it was good. I yeah, I I just was like, I kind of I kind of and it, it emotionally it works one hundred percent like a father and a son 
having that reunion, I just, I was like, I, how, I was like, how did he get there? And I guess it's a force projection, but why isn't he glowing? Because it feels like he's there. I was like, because it, he's not a force ghost. It I, is just I, like, it's just like a mind trick. You know? I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. It, yeah. I, I mean, I've also heard people, you know, interpret it as, you know, it is just like a mental break. Like that Leia's last act was literally just distracting him. Um, yeah. And then he he creates that. No, I, I feel like it's it's Leia knowing that what he needs to see is his father, not her. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And part of that is because, you know, the, the yeah. untimely <laughs> death of Carrie Fisher is just like looms in this movie. I will say the some of the like, hey, we got some cut footage from. The Force Awakens. Let's just pop that in there and write some lines around it. It feels bad. It feels like, yeah, yeah you took some footage that was on the editing floor and we're like, we'll give Ray a line that uh, that this unused footage can respond to. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> again, I think Leia should have should have died in The Last Jedi being yeah. sucked out into space. And that's a huge motivation for 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 kylo ren you know it's yeah. like he he didn't take the shot uh but she's still gone yeah um so i i don't know anyway we could rewrite this to our own our own pleasures and whims but star wars hasn't contacted us yet so uh some well, other let, time let me let me run through some slight side right quick because we're getting toward the end of the pod uh i like the snake beast yeah that snake beast is cool <laughs> um i i again uh, i guess not really again I think Anthony Daniels is maybe uh, an asshole. <laughs> He's probably an <laughs> asshole. But I think this is a good 3PO movie. Um, uh-huh. I like 3PO being around. And I like Dio. <laughs> I like... I like Dio. But I like the... I like the plot... The plot device that I do like is 3PO being like, I can't read Sith. It's outlawed. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I think that works in universe. Um, it yeah. feels like something that would happen in, in Rebels or the Clone Wars. For sure. Um, and then I like the split location fight. Ray and Kylo, I think, is super cool. I think a lot of the, I think a lot of their stuff together is is generally really good in this movie. I think their chemistry yeah. is, is fantastic. Um, it's, it makes me sad that Ben Solo had to die. Um, Although that's a light side for me that they do kill him because I'm oh. like you can't you, you can't, can't take someone from the SS and like redeem yeah, he, them. No, he, he can't be redeemed. So it does make sense. But it's... American History X does not work for me because I don't care about that character at the after the opening. I'm just like nah, that guy can get screwed. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, it's um, rough when you blow up the entire resistance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're constantly murdering, when you're purging villagers. Um. <laughs> not not a great look for our guy, so yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah. completely understand that. Yeah, um, quick thing, a couple things um, to balance. I don't know if it's balance, that's dark side. Uh, the death of Chewbacca. I didn't buy it for a moment when it he happened sh- in the theaters. He should have stayed dead. I thought he was dead, and I loved it. I was like, "This is great!" Imagine it. Motivation for Ray. Like, there's there's a couple things about it. I didn't I didn't buy it because I was like, up to that point, the movie was so unbelievable to me that I was like, "That's not gonna stick." And I was right, and I was upset that I was right because I was like, yeah. "If there's consequences, it's meaningful." Yeah. The other thing that doesn't work about it is that. After we, the audience, know Chewbacca is alive, they're still like Chewbacca's dead. Oh no! I'm like, no, the, the t- your timeline it's doesn't out of order. <laughs> the timeline is not working right now because 
We know. We've lost the stakes of that because you decided to bring him back. Kill him or don't, you know, make up your mind. Wipe 3PO's memory or or upload it from R2-D2's cloud. Like, it's the this lacks those the consequences of actions that, that I loved about Rogue One where it's like, they're making choices and they're paying the price, yeah. but, they're, but there's a, a, a payoff at the end. This is like they're making choices that we can say, eh, you didn't have, it's fine, don't worry about it, and then we'll go back and our good guys win in the end too. I just wish there was more, um, more consequences to Personal some of the Personal consequences. Yes. More than seeing a planet blow up, I want to see a character who is affected by something. Like, <laughs> oh, wow, I'm incredibly powerful and I just killed my lovable uh, furry friend um, yeah. that everyone loves. That would have been a really strong move, but no. So we can't have it. And it's 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 weird because my my significant other was very affected by that. Like seeing Chewie die, I was like, yeah, it's a powerful thing. But then five minutes later, I'd be like, nah, he's fine. I'm like, why why are you why are you doing that? It just Outside doesn't... of Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, the most emotional resonance we get in this movie is when Chewie learns that Leia has died. Yeah, and you're like, oh wow, this. This creature has nothing. This creature yeah. has lost all of his friends. Everyone. <laughs> like <laughs> the only thing he has left are droids that are. You know, yeah. It's like, oh great. Um, yeah, and these new humans who are just uh, kick him out of the cockpit of the Falcon and fly it for themselves. Uh, <laughs> Even though he's clearly an experienced pilot, he knows that ship better than anybody. But you know what? <laughs> you can't fly it, Chewbacca. Um, yeah, that's. That's I can't do any more dark side. I've I've been, uh, I've I've had my my qualms with this movie. I want to throw my biggest positive thing that I can on this. Babu Frick, baby. That's right. Bob I've been saving Boo, it, BC. Babu Frick. Give him a series. Give him a movie. Give him a trilogy. <laughs> you give him whatever he wants. That guy pops off the screen. I'm so Here's... jealous of that. X-Fractor? <laughs> is that an of 10 X-Fractor? No, this is an of 99 X-Fractor. I also have an oh. of 199 Babu Frick uh, oh. trading card. Amazing. Uh, j- just showing I'm a big Babu fan. Uh, yeah, he, he he just he just brings so much joy. I, like, all of the critical filters just go off whenever he's on screen. I'm like, look at that guy. He's just so fun. This is where I want J.J. Abrams is overseeing creatures like this i feel like this is i feel like these are all strong things um the the creatures in the force awakens and the creatures in rise of skywalker the kind of quirky fun things i like all of them i like babu i like dio i like you know i i love that dio doesn't want to be touched um yes funny to me anxiety droid i get it i'm like that's me yeah (laughs) i love it Um, i get it but but babu is is truly a delight (laughs) (laughs) so that's some great great star wars flavor we get (laughs) oh last light slide i want to throw the end i'll balance it as a matter of fact the end burying some lightsabers on tatooine i'm ray skywalker fine whatever i don't love it (sighs) But I do love seeing a yellow lightsaber on screen. Yeah, yeah. Super, yeah, that was a, super sweet. That was an exciting thing. Um, and the, the mechanism of it was cool. I like that it's her staff, yeah. you know, that she's she's cut down. Um, yeah, that was cool. Uh, another light side for me in a similar vein is seeing... Um, see, wait, this is where we see Luke and Leia training, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With their helmets on because the CGI is not great at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I again, that feels like just a book cover, you know, from 1993 or yeah. four or something. Um, and I like it. Um, and I'm, I'm digging around looking for some more light to throw on this thing, BC. But I think that's that's kind of it for me. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I was surprised rewatching this that I still enjoy watching it. Um, I have a good time watching it, but I think that's because part of it was just relief that the Skywalker saga is over. Right. Um, you know, uh, we did have already a season of Mandalorian, right? That's we yes. did because yep. it, it was leading. We actually had some cross promotion with the Force healing, you know, revealed yep. in Mando before this, yep. so that fans could swallow that better. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was just like, "That's fine. It's it's done. That was a crazy wild ride. Now I can ba- get back to the Star Wars that I love the most right now, which is Mandalorian. <laughs> can yeah. you give me more of that? Yep. Um, we 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 came to a conclusion with the rise of Skywalker, and now we've. I mean, the, if we are to believe the Vanity Fair article, we're moving into the expanded Star Wars universe, being mostly television series, and this continuing connected story through through Disney Plus, which I think so far has been pretty decent, um, <coughs> with middling results on on some of the book of boba fett stuff but mandalorian i think has been largely really good i know you and i are very much looking forward to kenobi one week away we're almost there for that um we've got andor we've got ahsoka we've got acolyte which may be the thing that i'm most excited about because seems like it is the biggest leap that star wars is taking in terms of exploring something new uh, or a new era in star wars that's not connected so firmly to at least film stuff that we've already seen or TV stuff that we've already seen. So. And hopefully actually an evil protagonist. Like, yes. I hope we have a... It has a, to be, a, right? A dark side <laughs> prota- well, I imagine... I'm just worried it'll be about, you know, a redemption arc. Um, I I would rather... I think there's room in this universe of a million Star Wars shows for us to just get the bad guy perspective. For yes, while, uh, totally, 100%. Uh, so there's, you know, there's... There is no shortage of Star Wars in our future, which I think you and I are both very happy about. <laughs> um, so for all the ups and the downs of the 11 movies that, that we have watched and discussed here, um, our love for Star Wars has not waned. <laughs> I think that is safe to say. Um, as you true. As you prepare to go to Celebration, as we prepare to record more stuff on Kenobi, as we continue our, our Star Wars Tops trading card hobby and the love of collecting <laughs> things star wars uh so it's been an, it's truly been an honor and a pleasure to talk with you one of my best friends on the planet about something that we both enjoy and can be critical of so uh it's been great just having these conversations uh, early on these friday mornings when we record um <laughs> and a big thanks to anyone who tunes in to to hear us talk about it because it's something that we love to do um, I, I would like to say that we do it for you, but honestly, I think mostly we do it for ourselves. Um, and if you enjoy it, then that just brings us so much pleasure. So thanks for tuning in for all of these Skywalker saga movies and the star Wars movies that we've been talking about. Yes. Thank you so much, BC and, and cheers to us on the TCB's first voyage 
into the deep space of Star War. Andy if you don't D. count our year of streaming that, that led up to this. Nah, um, that was, we were just messing around with that, right? <laughs> but it is an honor and a pleasure to to wrap up this saga. So now we finally decide, Ooh. what are we going to do with this movie? Are we going to keep it in our cargo hold forever? Are we going to sell some of it to the Jawas and keep what we like? Or are we throwing the whole thing in the trash compactor? I'm ready for it, BC. Hit me with it. What are you going to do with this? I, I Listen. Let's li- listen. Nothing has gone in the trash compactor. Uh-huh. None of these movies we've been definitively able to say, this has got to go. I don't think I can start today, but I will say this is the one. Are you one... sure? It's hungry down there. <laughs> this is the one. Just just the Rose Tico stuff alone has been. I mean, really, it really has been bothering me thinking about it. Yeah, as like especially with recent uh, recent comments from Kathleen Kennedy uh, being basically mean to actors in, in her franchise. What? Uh, yeah, it's it. Like that's a person. You know what I mean? Like you're you're in a, a corporation, a franchise who has hundreds of millions of people who follow your whims, and to to point at one person and say not you is is maybe one of the worst things that i think has ever happened in, in star wars um so you know what yeah I'll, I'll send it to the trash compactor on that on that alone finally feed a little <laughs> food to the trash compactor bc i won't join you at the tossing it in the trash compactor but i will absolutely sell some stuff to the jawas if they'll take it um and and keep keep what i do like about it uh which means I'm really interested to find out, BC, your final ranking for now of Ooh. the movies. These lists have been shifting around a lot, so now we have to have to settle, at least for the time being. I sat down and I thought about this. All right, I I put I put my mind to it. I I've written it down, and I'm not even sure what's going to come out of my mouth at this point. <laughs> From top to bottom, uh-huh. of these, I am certain relatively at the moment and it's shifted since since even last week upon further reflection in my number one spot still king of the hill the empire strikes back firmly planted firmly remains followed by and now up one spot into number two a new hope it just it keeps wiggling its way and like i said at any given moment it can go to number one uh and then i'm gonna go rogue one then I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith, a little prequel trilogy love for Star Wars Episode Three. Then I'm going to go Last Jedi, Return of the Jedi, and this is my line of demarcation. I love all of those movies, uh-huh. purely and without filter. Now I get into the movies that I'm like, I can watch them, but I don't necessarily... I, I pick any of the other ones first. I think I'm going to go... I'm going to split my prequels. I'll say Phantom Menace, Force Awakens, Attack of the Clones, Solo, and at the bottom of the totem pole, Rise of Skywalker. Makes sense. It's down at the bottom getting chewed up right now. I can hear hear it crunching down there. I think Lodump might be using some of those (laughs) remains for a stew that he's going to be working on. Lodump, would you toss some of that in our tea when you're done, please? Thank you. Appreciate it, Lodum. Um, 
Well, VC, my, my rankings, uh, kind of similar. Uh, and for now, this is what I'm going to settle settle with. Uh, the biggest thing after rewatching these is Return of the Jedi has long been at the top of my list and is, at least currently, has been reordered. So that's a big shift for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go New Hope. Yeah. I'm going to go... Ooh, I'm going to put Return of the Jedi second and Empire third, which feels weird, and Revenge of the Sith, which... I don't know. What I'm thinking about this is what movie do I want to watch over and over? That yeah. that one well may be number two, <laughs> it's, honestly, it's, but it's, I just don't feel comfortable throwing it in there yet. It's really high up there, yeah. <laughs> I, I love watching that movie. I We're also too. leading into Obi-Wan, so I've got a lot of like, yep, for you sure. know, hype around that. Yep. But so then we have Revenge of the Sith. Um uh, I'm going to put episode two right behind Revenge of the Sith, and then I'm going to go The Force Awakens, um, episode one, the, uh, the, man, I'm so confused. Uh, where, where uh, you got, you got Rogue One in there? I don't, I'm all messed up. Okay, we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> all right, here we Here's go. Here's my ranking. Here From it is. Here's my definitive one. rank. Number one. A, a, new, a New Hope. Yeah. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Episode three, Woo. Revenge of the Sith. Ep, uh, we'll do Rogue One. Episode two, uh, Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi, Episode one, Solo. And Force Awakens is somewhere in there, too. Oh, my. Is, did I not say that one? I think I think I saw you count ten fingies. I think that's the one that's out there. There's so many of them. Force Awakens is gonna go right behind, um, uh, uh, it's right in front of the Last Jedi. Okay, I say I say we post our after this at some point we post our official lists so that the world knows where we stand after having completed all of these movies. And just in case they decide to do this. I just edited in myself giving a more comprehensive rundown of my list, VC. Uh, so that's what, what that was. Um, again, we'll post these on our socials. And here, you, you can have my, uh, if you want to edit this reaction, what a great list. If you just want to throw that on the end. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and now for the final film recipient of the Ewan McGregor Award. That's right. Who you got? Who 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 you giving that McGregor award to? Uh, well, as we discussed earlier, uh, BC, I think it's got to go to Adam Driver for this this movie. Uh, I think he carries a lot of weight on his performance here. Uh, I buy most of what happens with his character, and I feel like that's largely on him. So, hundred percent. Uh, I will give mine to Babu Frick. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, as always, open invitation to our recipients to uh, send us an email to thecargobaypod at protonmail.com with, uh, you know, get in contact with us, Adam Driver or Babu Frick, uh, and we will send you back our personal email addresses where you can collect those, uh, those prestigious Ewan McGregor Awards. Um, fun fact, uh, I've met Adam Driver's father at the local Staples... Uh, here yes, in Little indeed. Rock, um, one of the nicest people I've ever met, and just had a blast talking about his son as a Star Wars fan. It was very cool. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Because I went I in, to, I went in to get some copies, and ended up talking about him and his family for like half an hour. So it was really cool. 
Yeah, that's I I know someone else who also crossed paths with him uh, right before the Force Awakens came out and was like, "My son is going to be in the new Star Wars movie." And was like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure, whatever, right, buddy." Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, my my son is currently the biggest star <laughs> in the world, basically right now. It's funny because uh, I, I was wearing, I think I was wearing like a NASA shirt, right? So it was like, like because I, you know, I like NASA, I like space. I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, and he's like, uh, is that like a, is like a Star Wars shirt? I was like, oh, no, it's a NASA shirt, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan. He's like, and then it was like, my son is Adam Driver. And I was like, tell me more. <laughs> and man, he was happy to oblige. It was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I, it's just super cool. I can't imagine, like, again, your child being like, I'm the villain in the biggest thing. <laughs> like, wow, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, and, and now just, like, has escaped the velocity of... Star War, uh, similarly to Harrison Ford, yeah, continuing to get to do uh, work. Uh, BC, one question I want to ask before we close this up. Please, yeah. We've just finished a sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will ever be a point, like with the prequel trilogy, where people come around on this thing? 100%. And are like, hmm, you know what? Actually, I like a lot about this. Absolutely, I do. Um, and the reason I say that is because at one point I remember how much disdain I had for the prequel trilogy. And it was like, that's dumb. Yeah. These movies are great. Um, and so I, I think it's generational. It's cyclical. I think at a certain point there is going to be a genuine love and nostalgia for a lot of these things. Despite you know the, the, the quibbles that we have with some of this stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense about the prequel trilogy, but we go back to those now. We're like, yeah, let's watch Attack of the Clones. <laughs> um, I think very similarly, this, the same thing will happen with these as well. Yeah, I'm, I'll be curious to see the new generation that came up with these. If they remain hardcore Star Wars fans, you know, or if we see a fading of this franchise at any point in time. But as of now, it's going strong. And if you want to hear about it, We'll be here talking about it in the Cargo Bay. We sure will. So we want to thank all of you who have tuned in uh, to hear us talk about the Star Wars cinematic world. Uh, So episodes one through nine, Rogue One and Solo, a Star Wars story. We very much appreciate it. Um, We would also very much appreciate a like, a subscribe on any of our social uh, medias. We are the Cargo Bay Pod, pretty much anywhere that we can be found. Um, you can find us on YouTube at the Cargo Bay Pod on there as well. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, tales of woe, just want to say hi. Uh, you can reach us at the Cargo Bay Pod at protonmail.com. Uh, we always love hearing from you through email, so don't hesitate to reach out to us. We certainly appreciate you all joining us for this journey, and the journey will continue as we have got Kenobi right around the corner. So stay tuned for that, and also stay tuned for some hobby talk. Hobby dog. All right, bye forever, y'all. Bye, everybody.